What's up, guys? Welcome back to the OGT podcast. Today on the podcast, we have my amazing, beautiful, kind, every adjective in the book, mother on the podcast today. So, mom, talk to me a little. Who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? I'm just kidding. Just tell me, mom, who are you? (laughs) My name is Christy Wiles. And I am Caleb's mom, mm-hmm. as well as Jake and Parker's mom, and Kobe. We can't leave Kobe can't out. Leave, we call yeah. him Doodle. Can't leave Kobe out. But um, anyway, Caleb's been trying to get me to do this for a while, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I keep putting him off, but um, I guess today is the day. So um, I was a teacher and a coach for 16 years. Um, not all those years coaching, but most of them, if I wasn't coaching in the school, I was coaching my kids mm-hmm. um, in basketball mainly. But now I work for Fellowship of Christian Athletes full time, which is kind of my dream job. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to talk about that. So. I'm super excited to talk about it because, you know, I've had Darius on here, who is like another person that works for FCA, but like, I haven't just like mainly talked about FCA on here. Like people have heard me so much like talk about FCA this or FCA that. And I'm really excited to have someone who actually works for FCA and like sees the inside and ins and outs of it every day. Um, but I will ask you um, real quick, the question of the podcast, when did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time? Like what is your testimony? What has Jesus done in your life? And when did you say, you know what, I'm going to live on God's time and every moment that he makes it available to me, I'm going to um, use my life to impact others? Um, I know I was saved at a really young age um, as far as like, and I, I can remember, I know that I asked Jesus to come into my heart. I understood that he um, died for me and you and that we had to ask him to come in and forgive us for our sins that he paid that price so that we could live with him eternally mm-hmm. but um i was really young i was probably like in, i was in like fourth grade at the time and so i understood i grew up in church and i knew that i made this awesome decision and i got baptized you know and all this kind of stuff but um i didn't truly truly understand the relationship that um, that he wants to have with us right. and it's a growing, that it's a growing relationship and it's constant. You know, you just think, okay, I'm going to try not to do anything wrong. So FCA camp really was a game changer for me. Um, when I went my seventh grade summer, mm. I went and I had this, um, amazing huddle leader. Her name was Jason Dawson and she, actually was from B branch, which is a school I'm getting to work in right now. Mm -hmm. I just, I just made that little connection. (laughs) Um, so anyway, but she, she showed me through the week and the other huddle leaders, I saw that it wasn't just about that, that decision or about going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. um, to, to be a good Christian, you know, whatever, but that it's a, it's a way to live your life out and that I loved sports, especially basketball, but I loved any sport that I had the chance to play. And so 
I saw that my confidence came in in Christ, mm. that he gave me the ability. God gave me this ability to be an athlete and that I needed to use it for his platform. And I started understanding and seeing that I could use that daily. Now, life takes turns. Um, things definitely did not go as far as my plan as mm. for what I would see in my life in some ways. But um, I think, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is um, we're going to have those valleys and mountains in our relationship with the Lord. That's life and we're human and things are going to happen. But um, I know when I was at that camp, I know I was like, okay, I'm going to do what God wants me to do, mm -hmm. not what I want to do. Now, do we stray from that? Yes, we do. And um, I think that it took a little while and me going through some things, you know, I was single mom with you and, and Jake mm -hmm. and got a little frustrated with the way the world you did, was. You did great. Things but and didn't always make the best decisions as far as personally. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that I, when I finally saw, I was like, God has given me all these wonderful things and blessed me and carried me through so much mm -hmm. that um, when I couldn't walk, he carried me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big thing is, um, you know, when I realized, like, it didn't matter what, what happened, that I was constantly going to look to him, like, no matter what, and not let things of the world and that for my full confidence and to be in him and be in the word daily, because that's the key is that you're going to get off the path. If you don't stay in his word, in his word daily. That's so true. So I hope that your question. That, uh, <laughs> that, that annihilated the question. That was better than the question. Um, I, I love, I think my favorite part of what you said about that is that it is a daily walk. Um, and if you're not in your word daily, then, you know, you're gonna, I mean, you're going to feel the effects of it, not like to scare anyone or anything, but like, it's one of those things that it's like, the word is like, you know, our protection or our sword. And it shows us on a daily basis. Like, I really love to hold on to James 117. Like when I play basketball, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father. And that, yeah. and I, I like hold on to that knowing that like, you know, it's not my gift. Like, you know, if I pass the ball really well, or if I'm a great teammate, like those attributes and those things about me are things God has given me. And I just want to be my best for him with them. And, um, but to get off the topic of, of sports, you were talking about, you know, growing up and being a Christian and realizing like, it's not just about like saying the right things and like going to church and stuff. It's about having a real relationship. And um, we had an episode with Chase Duncan and he talked about how, um, growing up, he had to realize that like with his family, he always like didn't drink or didn't smoke or didn't do whatever because his parents didn't want him to. And I've, you know, you know, cause I'm always very honest with you. I've never really done those things, but like there were times when I was growing up where like I would be a good Christian kid because I'd be like, well, this is what my, my mom will be proud of me if I do this. And like, you know, my mom, my whole family's big FCA people like, oh, I got to 
put on this show. But when I really realized like, wow, like Jesus loves me, he died for my sins. Like it's so, it's about so much more than that. Like, like honestly, all throughout high school, like I just wanted to put on this face as like a big FCA guy. But when I got out of high school, I really truly like, like on my knees crying kind of faith. Like I I love Jesus so much. And so you and I can both relate to the trying to be the perfect kid um, growing up and stuff. Um, But I'm thankful that, you know, you've kind of showed me that that's not how it's supposed to be. So, but let me, um, let me ask you, um, I know that we've kind of talked about you working for FCA a little bit, like what made you decide to start working for FCA? Um, it's something I wanted to do, like when I got out of college. Um, actually, that was like the plan when I got out of college. Um, I had, I don't know, some people, I don't know if anybody watching this will remember Robert Upshaw, but mm-hmm. he had a really huge impact on my life. He was on staff with FCA. And um, I used to go volunteer at his office on Fridays. I'd drive when I was at Arkansas Tech, drive to Russell, or drive from Russellville to Little Rock. I didn't have class and go and do stuff at his office to kind of learn, you know, just to help out and kind of see what it was like. And we talked about me going on staff whenever um, I graduated school. And life took some different turns, and I, I, I did not do that. But... Um, what I think is super cool is the, the path that I took, all the different things, whether it be struggles, victories, you know, whatever, um, God has used that to get me to the point to where, you know, I've, I've always wanted to go on staff, but I was kind of scared to be quite frank. Mm -hmm. Um, and a little, little concerned about, um, the money part, having to raise, you know, your funds because that's a challenge. But we were, when, um, we had talked about it when COVID hit and Josh, um, Josh is my husband and what a um, guy, love that guy. He was, I hadn't mentioned that yet, but you definitely um, didn't mention that, did you? It's okay. (laughs) Whoops. It's okay. Yeah. Cut that part out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but my husband, Josh and I had prayed about it and, we were trying to figure out and COVID hit and we weren't real comfortable with, um, with going ahead and taking that step. Felt like maybe I should just keep volunteering and keep teaching, you know, for a little bit longer. Maybe I could get to retirement, um, with teaching and then go on staff, you know, that'd be really like the ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we moved to win and we're there for two years and I coached the first year and you know, I I love coaching basketball. It, I'm I'm passionate about it. I I love to um, I love the team atmosphere and helping build a team, and helping you know showing girls and, you know and guys with the opportunity how to be a good teammate and have the kind of character that you're going to make the most of your team. That it's not about one person. It's about the team as a whole, Mm -hmm. just as God has called us, you know, to be the church. And it's like, we're a team and all the parts work together. You know, we're the hands and feet of Christ. And it's the same thing on a team is everybody has their role. And 
I, I love that part of coaching and those relationships that you build and being able to possibly make a difference that has way more to do with basketball, you know, way more than basketball. Mm -hmm. um, coach Dave, uh, Patricia Dave, was my junior high coach, and she made me love the game of basketball and made me believe I could do anything. Like, mm -hmm. she still, I still talk to her probably every other week at least. We text probably weekly. Um, she has been a huge mentor to me, but I got, I saw her, um, take her players to FCA camp and things like that and volunteer to do that and got to really see that there was more to it than just basketball. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so thankful, you know, to have that example. And I modeled a lot of what I did, you know, after how she did things with us when I coached, but I also, didn't get to see Parker. Um, yeah. I know I got out of coaching basketball when you guys were in high school because I was about to miss everything that you guys had done. And I felt very convicted that mm -hmm. I had to put what I wanted to do on hold in order to be able to really be there as mom the way that I needed to be. And so at when I didn't see him at all. It was way different than anywhere that I had ever been. And with COVID, it was a little tricky, mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of extra people. So, like, I didn't see Parker much at all. And so, um, it was very, very obvious that I just needed to teach. I had taken a teaching job and added the coaching kind of mm -hmm. as a favor, something I had prayed about and felt like. And I love those girls and I loved the relationships that I got to make with them. Um, and I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to step out of teaching. I knew God was really telling me to take that step with FCA, but I was kind of nervous about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just taught the, um, the next year and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach and I'm gonna have all this extra time because I'm not coaching to be able to help, help, um, help JD, my brother. Mm -hmm. He was the boys coach there. He did FCA, but a coach's time and coach Busby, all these coaches, coach Riddle, coach Tate, all these people that wanted to help with us that helped with FCA and we all kind of worked together, but they had a coaching schedule. I was like, okay, I can do even more and be a better resource to them because mm -hmm. I'm just teaching. And God showed me very quickly that it was like all these things were on my heart that I felt like he was telling me to do. And it was through the vehicle of FCA that, that these things, you know, were, would come to pass and should, should be done and that I was supposed to do. I felt very strongly that even if it was just mobilizing volunteers, um, mm -hmm. doing discipleship with some kids um, or adults, whatever. And, you know, we had Fields of Faith in October. And I had really had it on my heart and I really was not happy with, um, I loved my teachers I worked with. I loved my students. But I was constantly felt that nag at my heart that it was like God saying, Christy, there's more and you don't have, you can't, you can't stay in the classroom mm -hmm. and do this. And like, so I kept thinking, okay, I'll put more emphasis on this and be, you know, all these different things. And I was able to do some things to help, but still, um, when we had fields of faith, there were a huge number of students that made decisions that night. Mm -hmm. And we had tried to help get them, you know, part of what you do when you have an event like that with FCA is um, 
you connect with you connect with those kids, and then you try to find out if they're connected to a church. Um, you if they're not connected to a church or a youth pastor um, or an adult in a you know in a church setting, you try to get them connected and start a discipleship process because that's the biggest thing is. You know, sometimes you make a decision or somebody makes a decision, but they don't have anybody teach them how to grow in that decision. Right. And, and I can, I mean, I can look back and see times that, you know, I've, I've probably witnessed people making decisions and, oh, it's great. This is the greatest decision of your life, you know, everything. But then there was pro there may not have been any follow up mm -hmm. and, that that's not okay. That's a big part of the emphasis of FCA now is the discipleship and yes. really teaching someone to what to do after you make the decision, how, you know, the process of growing in your faith. And cause there are things, you know, diff different things to do, you know, that you have to do in order to learn how to get in the word um, and especially a younger child or a teenager, there's so many things to try to, that the enemy is trying to get at. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you are, are equipping them for what, for what they need to be able to, um, to know what to do because things are not going to be perfect. The enemy comes at you twice as hard whenever you are trying to do what God has called you to do mm -hmm. and or at people around you that aren't as, you know, aren't as strong in their faith to try to get you down. And it's, you have to equip, if you're not equipped and don't have some accountability with someone, then it's hard to make that happen. And so anyway, I'll circle back around fields of faith. <laughs> I'm kind of getting you're spitting you wisdom. Mother. But, <laughs> Well, Fields of Faith, um, we had all these, there was a multitude of kids that made decisions for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then we also had our leadership group that was coming to meet with me weekly. But um, during lunch, we didn't have a lot of time and wanted to kind of do some discipleship groups with those, with those leaders included because you can never be too old or too far along to be discipled. Like oh. that's just something that's a constant process. That's so true. And so, but it was in, I, there was no time because I had responsibilities in my classroom. I couldn't get out of the classroom to go pull kids and do things mm -hmm. during school. After school, um, kids had practices cause we were dealing with a lot of athletes and the coaches that were wanting to help with this, there were so many obstacles. And it was like, all I kept hearing was God saying, if you would just do what I tell you, this, this can happen. Mm -hmm. Like you will have time, but you've got to have it during the school day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, I know that God used me to make a difference in my classroom. I felt like that was my mission field. But I do feel like when I pray, Lord, please make it obvious what I'm supposed to do. Please make Josh okay with this as mm -hmm. we pray about it because, you know, I needed his support too. Help help me know. And then, you know, you also, I also kind of had this fear like, 
what if FCA didn't want me to work for them? They want. They would want you, you know, to work kind for of them. Thing. <laughs> well, but I'm saying like, but that's I, something yeah. that is mm-hmm. like my own kind of downfall is just sometimes confidence as far as like, well, would they be okay with me doing this? You know, mm-hmm. I'm old was kind of what I thought too. I thought here I am. I'm not coming right out of college like a lot of staff people. I'm I'm 45 years old. Like, what's up? You know, like, am I too old to do this? And, and she doesn't so look like it. She looks great. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you got some brownie points there, babe. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway, long story short, I met with, started meeting with Todd Baumgartner and Wes Roberts very quickly. I mean, in by October of school last year, and when we talked, um, Josh felt comfortable with it. He knew, he, he felt like he knew that it was what I was supposed to do also. And so I went ahead and started the application process and I finished the school year out, but I went ahead and resigned in January so that they could get somebody else to take my, to take my spot as mm-hmm. a special ed teacher um, at Wynn. And, and so here, here I am now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, it's been really cool to see when you follow and you do what you feel like God is calling you to do. Um, how he takes care of things. And even when it's scary to make a change, um, I just, I can't, I, I can't even explain to you how blessed I am. It's, um, I'm not doing anything. Like God mm-hmm. is using me because he uses broken, very, very broken people. Thank goodness. And, um, and helping, I, I get to go into schools every day and, um, had the opportunity to go and minister to coaches because they have the biggest impact on kids for sure. Um, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be, um, they, they spend more time with kids sometimes than their own parents do just depending on the situation. And, um, if we can minister to coaches and encourage them, cause they also have a lot of pressure on them. Um, and yeah. they're dealing, you know, with kids and make, you know, making an impact, but they also have the pressure of, of winning and getting a team together. You know, there's so many different things. And if I wouldn't have coached those years before, as much as I love sports, I don't know that I would have understood and truly, um, been mm-hmm. able to see through a coach's eyes mm-hmm. if I hadn't done that myself. And so I just, I think that's been really key, um, is the coaching part and in being a mom. And I've also been a, been a single mom. If I have a coach, um, that has gone through, you know, some of the things that I did and, or they're raising kids on their own and coaching. Um, I, I get that. I'm not just sympathetic to them. I'm empathetic. Like I mm-hmm. really truly understand what a struggle it can be to be in that situation. And so that, um, I think that all those things that I've been through that seem like, golly, why is this happening? You know, God, why is this happening? And, and I would just, I would cling to the verse, um, in pro, you know, Proverbs three, five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart not on your own understanding mm-hmm. and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And, um, I think that it's pretty cool, um, that, that my path has led me to this, because if you'd have told me that, um, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I told you 
Yeah, probably not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just shows that God's plan is way greater than anything we could ever imagine. Mom, you, <laughs> again, it's it's so obvious just hearing you talk about FCA and Jesus and your ministry and all these things. It's so obvious how passionate you are about it and how much work you put into it because you can hear it in someone's voice when God has just, you know, made it obvious that that's their mission field and and you're just, you're doing so amazing and you need to hear that because you don't hear that enough. I don't think Thank you. so <laughs> you're, you're doing awesome mom. Um, just don't make me cry while we're on here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I made a, I think I made a joke at fields of faith once um, my senior year when I spoke, I was looking up, I saw you and I was like, don't cry mom. And you went, okay. But Oh yeah. But <laughs> you're good at that. It's, but not it's, in a bad way. Yeah. Well, um, I want to personally say as an athlete who's been impacted by FCA, like the impact of people like my mom, people like Todd, Darius, like the people that do so much like behind the scenes work, it's, it's amazing the impact it has on people. And I love that you said that you had to get the perspective of a coach before you before you could work for FCA because I think that's such a big deal. Like if you don't understand like what they're going through and like the pressures they have, like it's going to be harder to disciple them and to um, help them lead kids in the right way. Because like I, you know, I coached I coached AAU this last year, and one reason I always you know said I wasn't going to coach because um, I was asked all the time to coach AAU. Um, Miss Natalie, by the way, is awesome. She made everything really easy for me. But, um, cool. yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> but I, I never wanted to coach AAU because I was like, you know, it's going to be too hard, like, with parents or, like, with all this pressure and stuff. And I don't need that because I have so much going on. And when I decided to do it, I'll tell you, it's so amazing, like, how the kids just look up to you. Like, it is amazing how, like, you you could say, like, the most goofiest thing and, like, they will take it to heart. Um, and I'll never forget where I'm going with all this, which you talk about the impact of a coach. Like, I, I was um, – I started, you know, rocking it up with my kids um, before practice. And I was like, you know, we're going to rock it up before and after. And I, I think we did it after. And we would rock it up before every practice. And then I did a a camp for Playmaker. And it was all like fifth and sixth grade, I think, something like that. And I had like two or three kids on my AAU team that were there. And one of the kids, um, we were about to, I think we were either about to begin or we were almost done. And I think it was actually Cole Keller, Miss Keller's son. He looked at us, said, hey, coach, are we going to rock it up? Are we going to pray? And I honestly, like, I didn't know all these kids. So for me, for a second, I was like, oh, like, oh, we're just, we're not going to pray. Like, because, you know, I don't know these kids. They may not be comfortable with it. But hearing him say that and hearing the other kids, yeah, yeah, coach, are we going to rock it up? I was just like, wow, like, they're conditioned now. It's a habit now for them to pray before practice and after. So I went, well, yeah, like, I'm not going to say no. I was like, well, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to rock it up. And after that, I just realized, like, man, now, like, even, you know, if there's kids here who haven't um, accepted Jesus into their heart, now there's seeds planted. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
that's why I think it's important still, like we, um, with coach Austin, we pray before every practice at Williams. And, you know, if we have kids on our team that aren't believers, like we're planting seeds every single day. And, you know, people yeah. seeing us pray before games, like we at Henderson state, we got on our, like we kneeled and we prayed like before the game. And it's just like, um, I bet coach Austin would say that having people like FCA, you know, discipling him and showing him what to do. He might've done that on his own, but it's more conditioned to do that now with people like you and, you know, these people that work for FCA, like, you know, drilling that into your head. So the impact that fellowship of Christian athletes has had on my life has been amazing. Like I, I can't even explain it. It's in, incomprehensible. Is that a word? Did I just make that up? Is that a word? I don't know. No. It's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> it is. A, yes. But um, but I mean, like, I'm talking about all these things. Like, what has so far working for FCA? Like, what has been your favorite part so far? Like, it could be like a moment or like just an aspect of it. Like, what's your favorite part, Mom? Um, I may talk a lot about it just because there's so many things. Go ahead. That have been a blessing. Um. And one thing I didn't say earlier is um, I actually, you know, we moved from when we actually live in Greenbrier now. Mm-hmm. And um, I were, I'm the nor- the area rep in North Central Arkansas. So I work in um, Van Buren, Cleburne, and White Counties. And then I also still go to Cross County and work there um, with Cross County and Wynn School District because... Um, there's nobody there right now since we moved. And so I'm until there's someone on staff over there, I'm still when as as much as I can going over and being a resource, you know, to them. Also, they have two really great huddles. And but I think that and then I work with Mike McCain. Um, mm-hmm. He Dude. was a former coach also Dude's a hoss. and is he is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, he is my area director. Um, he lives in Searcy area. And so it's really neat to have um, a man and a woman in a, in an area to be able to that way. Um, I think one of my favorite things is getting to go and, um, and encourage the all coaches, but the women's coaches and the girls teams. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's special to me just because I know um, how much it meant to be encouraged when I was coaching. And there's things, you know, that I get that somebody else may not. And so I've really enjoyed um, the friendships also and relationships that I'm able to build with those people and getting to know the communities. um, It's been really, really neat to see how communities come together um, in different places and what the needs are in different places. But um, it's been... I think the thing that doing, you know, I'm about to start doing some week, like some weekly devotionals, Bible studies, like either in the morning or after a practice with different teams in the area. Um, and I'm super excited about that. I'm in a, a Clinton senior girls basketball team. Their coach has welcomed me in and um, is going to let, I'm going to go every Wednesday morning mm-hmm. and do something with them like before school because I think they have early morning practice on that day. And then um, I'm also 
Rosebuds, senior girls basketball. I'm going in with Co Coach Nash has welcomed welcomed me in to do stuff with them, and it's just um, really cool. And then it's it, pretty much anywhere that you talk that I've talked to, the coaches are very open mm -hmm. to having someone come in and encourage their athletes. But encouraging them is like the biggest thing. And I think the more um, the more that we encourage and equip coaches um, that you're able to, but I think my, probably my favorite thing, and this is just kind of being sentimental, mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up, my, my dad, your people was on, you know, he volunteered for years at Batesville. And then he also, um, when he retired from selling insurance, he worked for FCA for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And he's retired now, but I'm, I've been able to make connection, reconnect with people that I haven't seen in years. Um, and that my friendships with them and my relationship with them started because of FCA. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting to go and minister and kind of continue some of the things that he helped get started there. And we have more staff people in the state now. So um, I'm in a smaller area than he was in. He covered a good part of the state because there just weren't a lot of, weren't a bunch of staff people in the area. But um, I'm getting to reconnect with all kind of people that are friends that I met at FCA camp that now are volunteering for FCA in their community. Um, I've got people that um, I have uh, numerous guys that were in the very first huddle that uh, my dad started at Batesville High School mm -hmm. uh, that are on my home team now and are not only helping me finan financially with the ministry, um, but they're also praying for, praying for me in this journey and FCA and our family every day. And it's just really neat to see um, to kind of have that all come together full circle and to be able to see the impact that it made on them and they're continuing to impact their communities that aren't just in Batesville, but they're all over the place. Like some of them are out of state, some of them are in state. Um, and it's just, it's neat to see that um, God just uses FCA as a vehicle to, to reach people for Christ and, and help them grow. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing the, um, the mission statement of FCA, the vision is to see the world transformed through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to edit that. I'll just completely jack that up. It's okay. Um, <laughs> um, the vision is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Mm -hmm. But the mission statement is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with mm. Jesus Christ and his church. And, you know, the church, there, yes, there is a building that's a church um, that we call the church and that we go and have a, um, you know, and we gather there as a church body mm. and people are different. But the thing I love about FCA is it's not about a denomination. It's about, it's cross-centered and it's for anybody mm -hmm. and you just come as you are and which is what all our churches are supposed to be also come as you are. And, um, but they work together. And I think, um, 
one more of my favorites and then I'll kind of, I'll, I'll stop because I've really gone overboard. No, you're great. You're great. Um, Keep going. Rosebud, Arkansas has this amazing group called I Heart Rosebud. Mm -hmm. And I've was able to, um, Casey Fairfield is somebody who has been a great encouragement and he's on staff, um, in Saline County. And let me just tell you, he has helped connect me to different people. And I, um, you know, I met the coach at Rosebud at FCA camp, coach Nash, and we, we connected and I've been, you know, doing things gone and met with her kids and helped with her and helped with some leadership kind of stuff. But, um, the community as a whole, Casey connected me to somebody in the community to talk to about possibly being on my home team. And they introduced me to some of the path to one of the pastors at their church. And they told me about I Heart Rosebud. And I Heart Rosebud is a community group that has um, somebody from each church, the pastors from all the churches, like doesn't matter what denomination, they all come together and they do things for the community. And I got to help hand out school supplies. And it was when I was raising my funds and not able to really go to the schools yet and really get involved. But I went and I helped with this. And just to get to go do that and serve and see what that community is doing, they had um, a bag of school supplies and a huge bag of food, like groceries, mm-hmm. for anybody. Every every kid in the school district, K through twelve, had one of these had one of these bags. They just had to come pick it up. And they they were you could tell all the work that they had put into doing this as a community for the good of of the students. Mm-hmm. And they also their goal is like they don't. They're not worried about what church somebody goes to or what denomination. They just want to connect them and tell them about Jesus mm-hmm. and then help disciple and help them grow in their faith. And they do things as a community. And uh, Casey and I got to go to, they had, and it basically was like an adult version of Fields of Faith. Right. It was all their churches. Football field at Rosebud um, in September. And they gathered at, um, as a community and did praise and worship and heard a sermon. And they do the same thing at Christmas time. They go to a different, to you know, to kind of juggle which church or rotate the church that it's at. And I'm excited about, hopefully I'm going to get to go and uh, worship with them then too. And they take turns with who gives the message and and everybody's involved and everybody plays a part. And I just, I, I love getting to um, be involved in these communities and see kind of what makes them tick, but to see like the body of Christ working in that community and them being so open to like having FCA come in and help and be a resource. Um, that's been, that's probably been one of my favorite things to go in and do. So I don't know. There's that, answer. that, that was, so. yeah, that was a, that was, that was definitely a big answer, but I love it, mom. I'm, I love <laughs> it. No, you I love it. Whatever you need to. <laughs> I'm not going to need anything. I think you did great. 
and it's okay that you stuttered for a second. It's all right. Makes it more real, you know. But <laughs> but no, I really love what you're doing, Mom. Um, I think my favorite part of it all is seeing you smile so much and seeing you so happy doing it because it's very obvious that, I mean, this is what God has called you to do. Like I heard someone the other the other day, it was actually Miss Dunnigan. I saw her at the Southside and Batesville football game, and she said, "Oh my gosh, how have you been? You know, blah blah blah." Like, "Oh my gosh, how's your mama?" Like, and she was like, "Just, you know, like," and you know, she's like, your "Mom's working for FCA now, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "She was born to do that." And Miss <laughs> Miss uh, you know Miss Walls Miss Sheila Walls, she said, "Oh." Your mama, yep, she was born to do that, and they were just talking about how awesome you are. Well, so. they are very sweet. <laughs> so, but they both mean a lot to me. But mama, I love the impact you had. Um, I really hope that, especially maybe, um, it doesn't even have to necessarily be a guy or girl, but if maybe a girl uh, can hopefully relate to you, um, like you said about struggling maybe with confidence or using your voice. Um, or stepping out in faith, I hope that they can listen to this and be encouraged and know that, um, like you said, when, when you can't walk, God will carry you. So, yeah. but mom, it's been, it's been fun. I've loved having you. I'm glad that you talked more than I did because everybody, nobody wants to hear me talk. They want to hear whoever, I, whoever I got on here <laughs> talk. So, job, so mom, thank you for coming on. I love you. I'm so thankful for you. And, um, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we get off? Uh, I don't think so. If anybody is wants to get more involved with SCA or volunteer or know how it works or how we're funded, um, anything like that, please just feel free to reach mm -hmm. out. Um, and I would love to um, to share with you. And uh, it's a FC, we do have a lot more staff people, but we, we're always in need of volunteers um, so that we can be even involved in communities because we can't be, you know, I can't be everywhere. Mike can't be everywhere. You know, Wes Roberts has been a rock star as far as our and my boss, and mm -hmm. um, he'd get mad at me if he knew, heard me. He's, if he hears yeah. me say that he's my boss, he won't. He doesn't answer to that, but... He just yeah. says we work together. But he's our multi-area director, and he takes care of so many things for us. And mm -hmm. he comes in a, you know, if, if you call and ask if he can get come somewhere and help or if he can go see somebody, like, as soon as possible, he's going to be there. Right. And um, pretty awesome. Prayer warrior. Right. So. <laughs> Last thing I want to say, um, I am going to talk about it in the description, but my mom um it, a lot of people don't know that FCA is a nonprofit and my mom has been really working hard uh, to raise money for her home team. And so I am going to put something in the description. I'm going to put something um, on Instagram and Facebook. If you can feel compelled at all in your heart, um, if you hear the passion and her voice, like how much she loves doing this, if you feel compelled or convicted um, in any way, to, uh, like you want to help with her ministry you can reach out to me or her. My number is 870-612-4951. Her number is 870-219-9041. And I have your number memorized because I've known it since I was like five. So, um, <laughs> yes. but, but hey, yeah. Can I tell, 
real quick what home team is because some people don't know. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is. We have time go for ahead. that. Mm-hmm. Um, home team is just a group of people who, um, some people honestly just it's just they're like prayer warriors and they just pray just pray for FCA, pray for me specific things that I send. Kind of a small circle of prayer warriors. But um, the home team is um, also people who kind of pledge to give financially or set up monthly donations or yearly. Some people do quarterly. I know I had a church recently that um, added on to do a quarterly gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that it's kind of like a missionary overseas that they have to establish their funding before they go. Um, in order for me to be able to go into the schools to purchase Bibles for coaches, um, for kids, to resources that are needed, gas for me to get there, you know, all those kind of things. Um, it has to be funded and it, you know, can't, it's not going to just, you know, I don't grow somewhere. For, Money doesn't you know, grow on to, trees. Yeah, it may not grow on trees. But no, in, in all seriousness, um, if, it's something that I've, I've been very fortunate that people have, I do have quite a few people on my home team and more people that have told me that they want to join my home team, but I, I do need more in order for me to be able to spend so spend more time on the ministry rather than going and, um, and raising the, raising mm-hmm. the funds. I'm where I can go into the schools now, but I, I do need more people on my home team and then there's also people that just do like one-time gifts or people that give and say, hey, we want this to go towards um, a towards Bibles for kids at this certain school. Or we want to buy Bibles for this team and I can order those and that can be a way for them to donate. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like um, my our Uncle Bob passed away Um just recently and there were some people he loved fca and he was a coach i got to hear at his memorial a good friend that i hadn't seen in a long time who played peewee basketball for him and that he had a huge impact on her and encouraged Mm -hmm. her all the way through her basketball career and she was a very very good point guard at Southside. And um, to hear the impact that he had on her, I knew she liked him, but to hear that he made her believe that she could do what she, what she accomplished mm-hmm. was really cool. And, but the impact that he had, that she knew that more than anything that he wanted to tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I have had, you know, some people give in, in his memory and will be, um, be using that to give, you know, to give some, give coaches Bibles and some other things to encourage them in, in, in his memory. And so that's something else that if you, you know, just kind of whatever God puts on your heart, but if you want to talk more about it, I would, I would love to talk to anybody about what they can do or what prayer needs are, anything like that. Um, and okay, I'll be quiet now. (laughs) You're you're a rock star, mom. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Um, but that was awesome. Again, you can reach out to her or me. Again, my number is 870-612-4951. Her number is 870-219-9041. So, mom, thank you for coming on the podcast. I love you so much. You're awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Love you too. Okay. Thank you. See you guys. All right. Bye.